it's just like pure common sense. Pure for me. Beep beep, motherfucker. Do you have to choo choo? Choo choo, motherfucker. Who came up with the term? Well, I guess that's not what an actual tra- train used to sound like. It is what an actual train used to sound like. No, they make it more of a choo-choo noise. Oh, yes. That's just like... I, I thought you were asking where the choo-choo came from. Yeah, no, I know They used that's... to do like the... Choo-choo! Yeah. They, they pulled a little steam whistle. Yeah, but it wasn't... Whistle. <laughs> yeah. It sounded like a... <sighs> Actually, did you know that the three-toned... Um, uh horns were because people couldn't hear just the one tone so they create a three tone on purpose what three tone that's a three tone horn yes there's three tones playing at once yes oh i didn't know that yes i only hear one well they're so they're harmonizing they're not harmonizing on purpose they don't create a good harmony they create dissonance Oh, it's, I'm hearing dissonance. Yeah. Har- harmony, they don't do harmony because the harmony, they don't want to create a good sound when a train is coming. They create dissonance of two notes that are too close together to make the wavelengths That's overlap. Like, yeah. It, it hurts your ears. Well, first of all, it's loud. Second of all, it hurts your ears because the dissonance is the two wavelengths are overlapping or three wavelengths are all overlapping. Would you say it's not symphonious? No. That's right. I wouldn't say that. That's true. It's not. Well. Should we try the harmonize with cackling? You ready? <laughs> okay. Uh, you're, la- you're high. I'll go low. Uh. <laughs> that was bad. You want to try again? No. Okay. <laughs> no. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Poison. Po- I haven't even taken it Poison. yet. Poison. <laughs> you say it more often than I do now. So don't even don't even start. I'm on the wrong thing. How did you look up my thing? Did I log on my? I lied. Oh, <laughs> that was it was false. <laughs> I couldn't remember if I left it open or not. Okay, shut up, shut up. <laughs> the dungeon of the the Kasabian. That's what your story is about. Dungeon of Linda Kasabian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had a sex dungeon. Yeah. After the whole. Did she murder? I wonder if she did. I bet she did. I feel like she like turned into like someone someone else. You know? See, I feel like either that or I she just went like, deeper was. into it and was just like, I'm gonna. What if she started her own cult and like. Highway. Oh, what if she moved to Arizona and sold turquoise? It's a cult. It is. It's a pyramid scheme. What if she joined a pyramid scheme? What if she joined Herbalife? Metabolife. <laughs> if you're listening and you're a part of Herbalife, it's not a lifestyle, it's a, it's a pyramid scheme. It's a cult. It's a cult. Also, try Party our death. new product, Fit Tea. <laughs> Fit Tea helps you burn weight. <laughs> Uh, what re- what it really is is just gutter water. Yes. <laughs> Grass clippings and hot water. Oh my god, that'd be so gross. <laughs> like, it'll give you all the right calories and all the nutrients that you need. Somehow I feel like if you boiled <laughs> grass water and drank it, it would be more beneficial to you than fit tea. Fit tea? I don't even know what fit tea is. Everyone on Instagram sells it. Well. And then they sell the, like belts that make your waist sweaty oh my god <laughs> one of the accounts for the the company i work for has waist trimmers waist waist trainers, trainers. waist trainers mm-hmm. and i was just like i thought those were out of fashion in the, the 50s 80s. no i would they i would say back this, all the time yeah it's 2020 people still think that you're losing weight by wearing a waist trainer that's not how that works. I want that machine that you stand on and it's got the... <laughs> <bell that's> like... 
It's like a fucking washing machine for your belly. Learn how to use my hips or something. (laughs) Suddenly the white person learns rhythm. (laughs) (laughs) My twerk skills just like (laughs) exponentially accelerate. Well, this taught me how to shake my belly. So (laughs) this is what we're doing. We're just going to move it lower. <laughs> Let me just shake it to my booty. Oh. People are like, how does he go how, so fast? How is he doing that? How? It's not even sexy. Also, it's I just do have weird. to say... Excuse me? This is a podcast, sir. It was listening to me. You need to fuck of... off. That was weird. Um, I just say that twerking is mesmerizing to me. Not me doing it, because I'm white and I cannot do that. And also... Even though I talk about how fat I am, I there's not much to shake there. Um, you store all of your your extra weight in your my boobs, uh, arms, <laughs> my mostly my boobs, Lower my boobs arm. and and like my rib cage like area. So neck. I just look like really bulky, like right barrel, here. <laughs> a barrel, barrel chested, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like watching like someone move. Like in sl- like someone twerk in l- in like slow motion and like especially if they got like some meat on their bones it's like it's 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 kind of mesmerizing. Are you not gay anymore? I don't know. I- <laughs> I'm so interested in the female anatomy now. I actually had a massive crush on one of the contestants from the Great British Bake Off, and I cannot say that it was not sexual. Huh. And I was like, this is the first time that I've felt feelings like actual feelings for a woman you were like i want to take you out to dinner and then maybe have light vanilla intercourse with I, you yeah i don't know that i like wanted to have sex with her but i definitely like wanted to engage with her if that makes any sense i want to see you naked i don't want to know what i, I don't know what i want to do with yeah. it yeah she just, she just had like this like beautiful like deep like jade green eyes and she was like this badass like goth woman and uh she was like a viking too like she what loved, is like, her name lottie l-o-t-t-i-e from the great british bake-off she's really pretty and she's really goofy and funny lottie bedlow i don't know what her last name is it's bedlow okay well now i know oh, she's not gothy well she's she, okay go, not gothy punk punk is a better I don't descriptor know about that. this looks like an average white woman okay well you gotta watch the show to understand her persona yes an average white woman. I was more attracted to her personality, not her she's being a white. Bitch. She's, like <laughs> she's a, a bad. Bitch. She, she's a bad bitch. She's a bad bitch. Anyways, yeah, I was definitely like You're making this fucking cake. And then she got eliminated, and I was like, "Fuck that shit." I was oh, pissed. She's crying here. Well, she cried a lot, but not as much as some of the other contestants. So as much as the gay one. Um, I don't know who was out gay this season i don't think there was any out gays <laughs> oh no there was there was rowan who was an older gay um rowan and he he was quite gay anyways it doesn't matter um i love that i was about to be like oh rowan sounds so british and then my name's spencer never mind <laughs> sounds so canadian you know if my name sounds i think there has to be a spencer on the great british bake-off um not in the series that I've seen so far. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> you got a big storm coming. <laughs> we were talking, me and Thomas were talking about uh, a person that you and I both know that has recently disappointed me. Okay. 
<laughs> and he was like, but he's your friend. And I said, I don't need friends. They, they disappoint, disappoint me. me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what the fuck is that? It's like, okay, well, only certain people get it. I remember that came out in college. And my friend Cody, um, he could not not handle that one girl it's like i don't need friends they disappoint me and like and then the old woman is like honey there's <laughs> a big, big storm, storm coming, coming. <laughs> and she's like he would just like sydney screenshots of like that old woman's face like at the end of it where she's like <laughs> like making this scary I love her. <laughs> she looks like she is from middleton kansas yeah and she has never left and she was like well she did obviously she was trying out for a uh acting a grocery something. store commercial well that that's something you could shop at five or six stores or just one, one. <laughs> stupid uh we're talking about a specific niche uh youtube video um i would venture to say it's a meme it's a meme oh well there's lots of memes yeah about it um, the whole thing is a meme though well, if isn't the whole video like forty something minutes of all of the the people who apply? Oh yeah, but not all of it's worth watching. No, absolutely not. Just that's, really two. Yeah, that, that's what like we watched the entire thing, and I would like there were some points that I, I do laughed. like the woman that's like, and he cheated on me after fourteen. Some of them get really serious, and she's like, so this is what happened to me, and it's like, okay, girl, uh, we watched like I think we watched almost the entire thing, but we were also like. It was the end of, like, one of the night parties, so we were also, like, very drunk, and I was like, well, well, like, well, Wendy, this is a commercial for Piggly Wiggly. What are you doing? The Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> the Brookshire Brothers. Wait, is that, is that a grocery store? I think it's, a, like, a grocery store in the One time when countries. me and my friends were uh, drinking, <gasps> and maybe we were doing something doing else. other like, things uh like they made you, me watch hanging this. out you know yeah uh-huh. yeah, yeah listening to music and oh yeah um it's what we called it uh <laughs> oh mom i'm just going to listen to some music Ooh! <laughs> anyways they made me watch this girl who was in a grocery store high on meth and she was just like oh. <laughs> And this man was recording her, and he was like, "What you here? What you making?" She's like, "I'm, I'm gonna make some. I'm gonna make a little pasta. I'm gonna make a pasta." And I was just like, "I felt so bad. I started to cry." Well, you cry about everything. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I was like, "Is this me? <laughs> Am I? Is it because of the 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 things, the music that I just listened to that?" I was like, I can't, turned, I, can't I, can't I can't watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch it. <laughs> I, I did. I, I took a drug. I took a drug. I can't do this. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> we've never done drugs. Uh, we've never, 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 never once done a, a I will a say, drug. last week I did take ibuprofen. This podcast is canceled. I know. I do not have any trust for you. This is actually my intervention, and I wanted you to come. (laughs) I'm interventioning myself. Interventioning? Intervening. There you go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Invection oven. Invection ovening myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, speaking of baking shows and also convection ovens, um, have you watched Nailed It? Uh, I've seen some of it. 
I really like nailed it. I also love Nicole Byer. I love Nicole Byer. Yeah, she's, she's hilarious. She is a character, and we need we must protect her at all costs. She tells this story um, on this show that me and Thomas is used it like to a listen. comedy thing? Yeah, about like is it about showing bad up to work? stories that people tell? Okay, it's the meth pee one. If I ever made you, watch oh that yes, one. you did make me watch that one. Uh, she was like, I was on a, a plane. Was and- it her or another comedian? It was her. Not talking about the meth pee. I'm talking... Yeah, she was on the same show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 I'm not like like an A-list celebrity. Not a lot of people know me, but some people do. And one time I was on a plane and the flight attendant was like, oh my God, you're Nicole Byer. And she was like, yeah. He's like, my name's Jeffrey, girl. I'm going to take care of you. And so I was feeling good. I was like, my friend Jeffrey's going to take care of me. He went and got me a blanket, and he was like, yo, you want something to drink? <laughs> and he was, she was like, I said, sure. <laughs> and so he brought me two airplane bottles of liquor and a pop, and then he came back later, and he was like, you want some more? <laughs> and I'm not going to say no. So she brought two more, and two more, and two more. By the time I got off of the plane, I was drunk. <laughs> And, of course, I was hungry, so I went down and got a hamburger. Or a no, cheeseburger. I thought she drove. Didn't she drive? Even no. Even though she wasn't supposed to? Oh, that's a different joke. No, this is another story where she's in the back of a... She asks somebody for a drive, and he's like, a U-Haul. So she gets in the back of the U-Haul on a, a lawn chair. <laughs> anyway, she gets the hamburger, and she goes into the bathroom stall. And she was like, this is a really sad moment. Oh, so she I started, started to cry. To cry. <laughs> And so I didn't want to feel cry cry while I was eating my hamburger, so I started to sing myself a song. <laughs> I do remember this. And then somebody was like, are you okay? And I said the only thing that came to mind, I'm not usually like this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect for Nicole Byer. Like, so perfect for her. Um, what was the one I was gonna say about her that like her her joke? Um, oh, where she basically like because she talks about her <laughs> friendliness with alcohol, alcoholism essentially, and she's like, uh, the difference between like an alcoholic and like me is that I can show up to work the next morning. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the same one. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's <laughs> and the same she's one. Like I woke up in a pool of my own blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I went to work. She basically says, like, if you wake up and still go to work the next day, you're not an alcoholic. And I'm like, or no, because she said it's not even about functioning. If you just show up to work the next day, then you're you're fine. fine. (laughs) Am I going to need stitches? Probably. Probably. (laughs) But I I made it to work. work. Shut up to work. That's like some days, like, I'll come home from the podcast and I work the next day. And, like, I'll be, like, get on the computer. I'm like, one eye open. I'm like, can I answer this email? Can I answer this chat? Yes. Okay. One word at a time. One, one word. That's like I have one eye open. Things are still spinning all around the computer. I'm just like, yep, sent it. Your <laughs> socks are on their way. They're on their way. Things. They're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ma'am, this is too loud. Do you want some free ones? <laughs> Do you? What does it just, take to get you here, to shut up? Just here's some free socks. Just go away, please. <laughs> yeah, that's that's me. Lol. <laughs> I love that. Um, hey Spencer. Hey. Let me ask you a question. Tell me. Does 2020 have you feeling mm, spoopy? No. Yes. 
Are our listeners feeling anxious lately, especially when we start to witch cackle? (laughs) (laughs) Well, did you know that your dogs can actually quickly pick up on those feelings and those witch cackles? Don't worry. Our sponsor, Baked Bones, is here to help. Their dog bones are made from organic, all-natural, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, and their products are here to provide you peace of mind and relief to your anxious pup. And hey, you can even use code SPOOPY15 SPOOPY15 to get 15% off of your bag of delicious treats or hemp oil tincture today. Check out their Instagram at BakeBones or the website at BakeBones.com to find out some information on uh, some information and reviews on how they've been helping out other dogs too, and if you need your bones, you know where I was today. Oh, what? man, ready, Mark and Tom. Ma- oh, Do you know what I saw? It. Yeah, what did you see? Big bones. Oh my god, they were on the shelf. They were on You're the sitting shelf. There waiting for us. I was like, those are delicious. Well, if you need your your bones in a jiff, as Spencer said, they are at Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights, as well as off of South Congress Street in Austin. Baked bones. What? That was good. That was good. Harmony. That was harmony. That was mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah. So baked bones. Uh, we love them because they are actually amazing people. First of all, their products are amazing as well, as reviewed by uh, my dog, Spencer's dog, Thomas and Kendall's dogs, um, our friends' dogs, Alyssa, my friend Alyssa who listens to this podcast, uh, Savannah's dog, Daisy listens to this podcast. Do you need a testimonial? Kennedy! Woo! He's like, no. He's like, woo! He's like, woo! Yeah, he agrees. That means that he likes it. He agrees. Yeah. (laughs) He can't stop talking about it. Woo, woo, woo! He just loves them so much. He's That's like, so now you have to pet me. Now you have to pet me, please, Dad. You got me up and you made me howl. Uh, so we had a special guest that came in for an actual testimony, actual testimonial from a dog to be like, what's up? What's up? This is what's up. Um, a literal dog. Yes. So check out Baked Bones. Uh, give him a shout out. Uh, take a picture of your dog with your Baked Bones boxes, uh, which I think is adorable, actually, whenever they post it on their Instagram stories, uh, because they write little messages on the inside of their boxes, and that's so cute! They're that, very sweet. That is, is, is such a sweet customer service thing that so many people, um, that, that we miss nowadays from small businesses. Uh, 2020 is a year that is uh, difficult for a lot of small businesses, so make sure that you provide services to your small businesses whenever you can. So... Fake bones, woof, woof, exactly. Um, what's up, Kimmy? Uh, speaking of dogs, uh, Bailey vomited twice this morning. <laughs> oh, and also twice yesterday. Not important, but I just want to say because also before anyone pities her, it was her own fault. So don't even be like, oh, poor thing, she's sick or whatever. No, she's not sick. She just chewed too much of her bone and got the pieces stuck in her stomach and threw it up. Uh, so, and she doesn't choose to do it in the middle of the night. She chooses to do it at like six o'clock in the morning. So then, when she vomits and I cl- have to clean it up, I'm awake after that. For so the day. It, for the, for the day, exactly. I, I'm done. Uh, so yeah. And then I had a whole whole debacle with Daisy, just because she's Daisy. She because Daisy. Yeah, I don't even know how to explain that one. So uh, I am here. Welcome. <laughs> and it, it's time for for spoopy things. I think it really, really, it really is. is. It really, uh, really is. Who went? Oh, I went one first. Minute. 
Oh, anyways. So, yeah, we're back. Uh, we're back. And um, who went first last week? I think it was you. Okay, then you so go I think first. it's my turn. Okay, then go. Now I feel pressure. <laughs> I can't perform. <laughs> oh, I can perform. Oh, God. Not Watch. important. Really. Watch. <laughs> <laughs> cellophane, Mr. <laughs> cellophane. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about something so cute. It's not cute at all. So cute. It's, it's supposed to be scary. Yes. It's actually scary. horrendous. Oh. Uh, I love that. I'm going to talk about the Hello Kitty murders. Oh. Well, it's just one. Just the Hello Kitty murder. Well, I still. <laughs> um, so in 1999, a 14-year-old girl, sounds like it's going that way, but it's not, uh, walked into a police station in, oh shit, I practiced this, Simshatsui district of Hong Kong. Uh-huh. She complained of being haunted by a ghost of a woman in her apartment, a woman that she had helped torture. The attend- wait, wait, wait. She helped torture this woman that is now haunting her. Yes. Okay. The attending officers were baffled, but with the information of the torture, they decided to pursue the young girl's allegations. They followed the young girl named uh, Ah Thong, name changed obviously, to her third floor apartment in the middle of the Tsim Sha Sui shopping district, and they found many signs of shocking and violent crimes. There was evidence of a corpse throughout the apartment, including internal organs kept in the fridge and some teeth. The most startling and gruesome of all, uh, they discovered a human head. Human skull. Holy shit, you are, like, what, four sentences sentences into this, and I'm already like, what the fuck, bitch? Oh my god. Worse. Oh, okay. The human skull sewn in amongst the stuffing. I think we researched the same thing. Did we? No. <laughs> I knew we did. Uh, the, the skull sewn in amongst the stuffing of a Hello Kitty mermaid doll. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, they immediately arrested the young girl. Um, as well as... At the age of 14. Yes. Was she living by herself? As well as three men oh. who were sus- suspected to be involved. The suspects were given away by the young girl who had just so happened to be the girlfriend... Of a 34-year-old Chan Man Lok, whom, along with his friends, 27-year-old Lung Xing Chao and 21-year-old Lung Wai Lun, kidnapped a 23-year-old nightclub hostess named Fen Man Yi. They took her to an apartment at 31 Granville Road, where she was imprisoned, beat, tortured, and killed. Wow, okay. Let's take a pause for a second. I jump right into this. Yeah, you... This this was a... Let me tell you why. Because I read a lot of things that were translated from Chinese. Yeah. But damn, this this just got right into it. Okay, let's take a breather. All... Everyone breathe in. And breathe out. And then it's going to be like the, the squeam... The squeam. The scream warps. The squeam. And it's like a, a flashback. Yeah. Here we, we jump into it now. Yes. So... Fan Man Yi, also known as Ah Map, was orphaned as a child and left to a girl's home. She left the girl's home at 16 and began uh, became involved in sex work and small crimes. She worked in an assorted amount of clubs and brothels in Simshatsui and Kowloon districts. She met Chan Man Lok in 1997 at one of the brothels she worked at. He became one of her regular clients. He was often violent with Ah Map and would solicit her 
on his meth binges. Wait, um, question. When what what year was this? I missed that. Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, they met in ninety seven. Yeah. This is ninety nine. Junko Futura, uh, Fu- Furuda is eighty nine, but what? it's very similar. Who's Who's Junko Furuda? You looked her up before. I'll tell you later. Okay. Um, it was uh, it's suspected that after one of his violent meth fueled outbursts, Amap told him to stop coming around. However, at the same encounter, Amap stole Chan's wallet containing around four thousand dollars Hong Kong dollars. Uh, Chan noticed and demanded his money back. Amap did pay him back the four thousand Hong Kong dollars, about five hundred fifteen dollars U.S. And an Wait, addition- how much U.S. I missed five hundred fifteen. Okay. And an additional ten thousand dollars, twelve hundred eighty nine U.S. dollars in interest, but it didn't satisfy Chan, and he wanted an additional sixteen thousand Hong Kong dollars. So he stole five hundred U.S. dollars, got twelve hundred dollars in interest, Mm -hmm. and then he wanted more. Yes. Okay. When Amap was unable to pay, Chan and his two accomplices. Liang Shang, Liang Xing Chao, and Liang Wai Lun kidnapped her at her home on March seventh, nineteen or March seventeenth, nineteen, my nineteen nineteen ninety nine. Ugh. Uh, the horrific details that followed were all witnessed by Ah Fang. Uh, the original. Well, plan- who's Ah Fang? Chan's girlfriend, the fourteen year old. Girl. Okay. The original plan was to hold Amap and work her, taking all of her earnings until the debt was repaid. So she was also a prostitute or, or a sex worker. Amap. Amap was. Yes, uh, she's the one that we're talking about the whole time. Oh, who? Afong is the girlfriend of Chan, the fourteen-year-old girl. Amap and Afong. Yes. Okay. Amap is the fourteen-year-old girl. Amap. A- Let me go and sorry. Pick her other name. Fan Man Yi. Okay. Fan Man Yi is the sex worker, and Amap is the girlfriend. Okay, the 14-year-old girlfriend. Yes. Okay. The original plan was to hold Fan Man Yi and work her taking all of her earnings until the debt was repaid. However, with all of the beatings that they had inflicted upon her, she was not attracting her usual clientele. Chan instead used her as well as his accomplices, constantly raping her. Oh, I did look this up, and I told you it was... No, 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 this a different a, one. A, yeah. Similar. Sim- very similar. similar. Very similar. Never mind. Um, at first, their beatings were just with their bare hands, but escalated to furniture, eventually metal bars. Um, they would beat her until she agreed to smile, laugh, and say how happy she was. If she refused, they would beat her harder. Oh, my God. Between the beatings and rape, she would be left in the kitchen. The men and Afong would continue their meth binges and play video games. Oh my god. When they grew tired of that, they would resume her beatings. They'd be like, well, we're bored. Let's go to something more, like, physical that hits my senses. Let's beat the fuck out of someone else. Well, meth. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they're watching this video game happen, and they're like, well, I'm not feeling enough things, so let's go and feel things by doing it in real life. Doing it in real life, exactly. Um, they would torture her with kitchen appliances and food. They would melt plastic onto her body. Oh, my God. Um, and when they ran out of plastic, they would burn her directly. Ugh. They f- followed by smearing food such as hot chili oil into mm. her open wounds. Um, after she managed to get out of their grasp during one of the beatings, they found it was much easier to torture her if she were suspended from the ceiling. 
they used electric cables to hang her from a hook in the ceiling. Uh, there's much more graphic details here that are really gruesome and probably best if we didn't talk about yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But they get much worse, sort of like Junko Furuto. Yeah. Uh, that's what I looked at that one and I was considering doing that for one of the podcasts and it was just, just it was too much. And it, I mean, I could do it like and just leave out the details and let you guys let our listeners go to find those and we can talk about it at some point. But it's probably better if you just it, don't. We just don't. We it's just probably don't. but it's, you don't want to look these things. Up. You really don't. Um, it's just too much. Yeah. Um, after a month of this torture, um, or Fan Man Yi passed away. Either. Because her body is literally like being destroyed her body is like is no, destroyed yeah it's probably better if we just don't we just we just can't process this just, just let's get it out mm-hmm. you know yeah um either as a direct action or as a result from her injury so it's unknown whether or not she was just outright murdered or if it was her succumbing to her injuries well either way does that matter if she succumbed to her injuries it's some fucking murder no you're gonna be disappointed <clears throat> okay uh, she was left in the bathroom and died in the night. Uh, when she was discovered by her captors, they didn't know what to do, and they hadn't thought that far, so they left her body for a day. So this is very similar to the case in Japan that I looked at, mm-hmm. because that's what the, they figured it out that she died, and they were like, well, what do we do now? Yeah. Guess who helped them? The fucking parents. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that the parents helped. The parents didn't not help. Didn't not didn't help. Didn't put them, didn't go to the police. Correct. But they didn't, you know, take part in it. Correct. Because they were part of the Yakuza. Yeah. Um, which these people are part of something called the uh, Hishenke Trihad, which so, is another uh, gang. gang, yeah. Um, they left her body for a day and then continued their usual activities of meth and video games. The following day, after uh, an all-night binge, Chan decided that they needed to get rid of the body. They placed... Fen- after a, a a day and a half, now this body, they're probably like, it smells now. Like Yeah. Uh, they Well, they wanted to not have the smell. So they decided, they placed Fan Man Yi in the bathtub and dismembered her. Fearing that they would be caught from the smell of the corpse, they boiled all of her body parts and threw them out in the trash. Uh, it is noted by Afong that when they boiled her head, they boiled noodles and other foods in a pot next to it and used the same chopsticks to stir both of the, the pots. Um, when her head was done, they, fl- they stripped it of flesh and kept the skull and they sewed it into the Hello Kitty doll. Um... Chan was arrested on May 26th, and Lung Xingqiu and Lung Wailan were arrested the next day in mainland China. Lung Xingqiu made sure that the police knew that Chan was a member of the He Shenke Triad, and Afong was pardoned because of her coming forward and providing testimonial. Judge Peter Van Was Chu- she a captive? Captive? No? She, she was, was a, just... She was a torturer. Oh. She may not have actually beaten anybody, but... Um, I've just recorded. I'm starting again. You can speak again. Oh, okay. Um, oh, you said that off the mic. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't know. Um, yeah. So it was really bad. I didn't want you oh, guys to hear. It. Okay. Um, yeah. So that, uh, that reminds me of like, uh, 
like Linda, we just talked about this Linda Kasabian from the Manson murders, who was a part of all this stuff, witnessed all this stuff, was part of it. Didn't do anything, did, but she watched. Claimed she didn't do anything, but mm-hmm. she watched. Um, and so they they gave her, they let immunity. her off. Yeah, immunity. I mean, they've got to have somebody that's willing to testify against yeah. them. And the fact that they give her immunity from it is not necessarily the best thing, but you have to get testimonial Something. somehow. Yeah. And at least if the person's coming forward and sharing that information, it's obviously gotten to them somehow. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they feel that they, they can't Compelled. live with themselves yeah. after that. Um, but some question. people are narcissists, you know? Yeah. A second, second follow-up question. Was this, or follow-up statement slash question. Was this, are they being tried in mainland China now or are they being tried in Hong, Hong Kong? Kong? Hong Kong. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the judge, Peter Van Tu Win, um, is, Council for the Queen. I was gonna say because at the time it was because until two thousand was Hong Kong was part of the the British royal British the Dominion. Yeah, the Dominion. Yeah, uh, yeah. So he is a, a counsel for the Queen. Um, the jury in in the 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 court documents it says the Queen versus um, their names. Yeah. Um, Peter Van Tuwin, the judge, the jury, the council all went to the scenes of the crimes to inspect the crime unit. They arranged for the defendants to go to the crime scene as well, but Chan and Leung Wailun refused. Leung Xing uh, Cho did go. So one of the four people, one of the three, three people did go to the crime scene, scene. of the crime. Okay. Yes. Uh, the prosecutor described the scene as, quote, the most disgusting murder case, end quote. When he disclosed the facts of the case, he highlighted the brutality and terror of the victims uh, of the victim and decided how or stated how rare it was. The jury of seven men sat aghast at the details of the case. The newspaper, The People's Daily, stated that the defendants sat quietly with a stern look um, and blankly listened to the court proceedings. Um, um, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I needed to find my place. Leung <laughs> Xing Cho brought a notepad and wrote down all of the prosecutor's statements. It seems to me that Leung Xing Cho was the only one who was actually remorseful. Um, Leung Wai Lun stared on st- sickly looking. The one who took them to the crime scene. Yes, the one that actually went to the crime scene. Yeah. Uh, during the proceedings, two groups of middle school students entered the courtroom to hear the case. Why? Was it like, but, a, let's go see what the court is? Yes. In? Oh, no. And many tried to leave. Yeah, I would have fucking left. I don't know why the teachers were like, no, no, no. You got to see the process. Stay here to see what the, 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 uh, the jury what process is. What happens to the bad man? Uh, this man... Uh, uh, did these terrible things to this Melted woman. Melted plastic on this woman and raped her repeatedly. Repeatedly stuck things in, in, in the courtroom. They have to say, the not to say like rape. All the they, words. They raped her with, like they stuck this, this object inside of her vagina multiple times or this many times until she bled. Like this, this, they're, they're not just going to be like, oh, they raped her. No, they have to go in depth. Like. It's so technical. The, yeah, it's technical. So these middle school students are, are hearing all this and having to deal with it. So I would be uh, broken. You would have. You probably would have passed out or cried or left 
All of the above, actually. All of the time. All, all yeah. of them. Cried on my way there, passed out on the door, on, hit my head, hit went head. to the hospital, sued the court. <laughs> sued the queen. This is what you get. Yeah. Uh, the three were convicted of manslaughter by a jury after a six-week trial. Uh, the three were not tried for murder. Most of the articles stated that they did not intend for, they did not murder, they didn't try them for murder because it was not their intention to kill. They intended to, for her to remain alive, and her death was a cause of her injuries. Do you know how angry I am? <laughs> yeah. I am seething. <laughs> it's. <sighs> It's murder. It's not premeditated murder. It, it's I wouldn't murder. say it's premeditated. It's murder regardless, because someone fucking died. Regardless yeah. of whatever you... If you are being tried for this bullshit, and you are acquitted for... Not acquitted. Um, uh, convicted of this bullshit, of doing the torture, the torture that led to someone fucking dying, then your torture murdered someone. Mm-hmm. How is this not like a... A, a horror thing. Exactly. Why, why is that confusing to anyone? Oh, my God. Because the law is beyond reasonable doubt. Can you believe that they did this beyond a reasonable doubt that their intention was to murder them? Well, even being a lawyer is a fucking game. You, it, it is literally like a game of chess. Like, Well, I mean, beyond reasonable doubt means if you if there's one inkling in your mind as a jury that perhaps it was not done. That's beyond a reasonable doubt. Well, they did. They didn't murder her, which is true. They did torture her until she fucking died. Yes, and that's fucking murder. Yes. Uh, which is why they should have done more than just manslaughter. You need to get them on manslaughter, torture, accidental death, torture, kidnapping, kidnapping, all the all things, of the things, and stack those sentences on top of exactly. each other. But no, just manslaughter. Um, <laughs> so manslaughter would be the same as like if I drove somewhere. Well, that's intoxicated manslaughter. Vehicular is manslaughter. Yeah, that's different. Manslaughter is you threw something off of the roof of a building and, and it, it killed, killed someone. So minimum sentence is not long. This is twenty years in Hong Kong. Okay, I don't know. Twenty years to life. Oh. Well. So, um, most of the articles... Uh, no, no, no. Uh, P- Justice Peter Nguyen uh, discuss, uh, sentenced all three to life in prison with the note, quote, Never in Hong Kong in recent years has a court heard such cruelty, depravity, callousness, bru- brutality, violence, and viciousness. End quote. Uh, so, so that sounds like the judge did not agree, agree with, with the, the sentence. Yes, yeah. but I, there's nothing that he can do about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can only give the maximum sentence of what the court will allow. And he can give allow. his dissent. Like, mm-hmm. that's about it. Um, psychiatric reports described three as remorseless. It was soon discovered that all three were members of the triad. Um, Lin- Xing Cho was released in April of 2014, and the other two, as far as I know, are still in prison, but they were eligible for parole last year. I didn't see anything about them being released because everything was in Chinese. Yeah. Uh, well, also, China is cracking down on Hong Kong now, even though UK and uh, China reached their two, uh, what was it, um, one one city, two country policy or whatever it's called, um, not to get too political or whatever. Hong Kong is supposed to be still remain an independent, independent democratic city until at least 
2050 uh but that's why all the pro- protests are happening in hong kong because uh china is not agreed agree not not abiding by those rules um and uk is not does not seem to be doing much about it um so that's why that's happening so looking at it now it's like well china would probably just kill them <laughs> or send them to a, a concentration camp they've got mm-hmm. all over their fucking country or give them all covid stop <laughs> We are not Trump supporters. Thinking, just saying that the COVID came from China. I mean, it, while it may have originated there, we're not about to be like, oh well, all Chinese people have COVID. You know, we're not going biological for that. warfare. Stop. Have you heard about Donald Trump saving everyone from the pedophiles? It's in the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> they drank the blood of the adrenal glands of the adrenal glands of Jesus Christ. Pizza emoji. But yeah. <laughs> QAnon, QAnon, QAnon. No, Q-anon. don't say their name. No, 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 no. They're going to get here now. They're going to find us on this podcast. They're going to come and get us, and they're going to get us. So uh. here is the paranormal aspect of this case. Mm. Which. We love just, ghosts. Well, we haven't had go. We haven't done ghosts in a long time. This one's a twofer. It's a bit of a twofer. I like that. We should try and do like a, a ghost month. Like if we can find like hauntings, like a month of like, let's just do ghosts. My only thing is like, it's like. It's hard. A page and they're like, one time someone, someone heard moved, somebody laughing. Someone moved a knife. I want the ghost to be like, hey, bitch. Well, fuck you. I like the twofers where there's like, you know, someone died on this ship or, you know, this, this thing. Ooh, I have a good one if we do decide. I want to do, do the Queen Mary. There's one. It's like this really fucking suburban-looking house. It's uh-huh. supposed to be the most haunted place in America. It's a million most haunted. This places one in is America. noted by notable paranormal uh, uh, investigators as being the most haunted. Okay. Anyways, so um, anyways, that's future talk. <laughs> this one I translated from Chinese, which is this is this was the most difficult part because there was no english yeah uh interpretations of this so it might not sound very cohesive coherent yeah <laughs> um so the brutal homicide and the corpse abandonment methods in this case have been have attracted the attention of the hong kong society and widely reported by the media they have also been many there have also been many unusual incidents that are regarded by the public as spiritual in 1999, before the case was uncovered, Feng Xiaoyan, a female inspector of the military uniform patrol in Simshatsui, received a report from the public alleging that the unit where the crime was committed had a stench. Feng Xiaoyan came to inspect the scene. During the period she had been alone in the corridor, the hall of the unit that was used to hide the dead, she found the Hello Kitty doll head but saw no evidence of a corpse left in the unit. She committed suicide in September of 2000 because of emotional problems in her home by burning charcoal death. And let me tell you, I looked up burning charcoal death, and Google was like, no, 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 suicide prevention hotline, here's the number. And I was like, no, no, don't worry, Google. What is burning charcoal death? I'm okay. I'm okay. (laughs) Apparently, burning charcoal death is when you light a bunch of charcoal in your house and close all the doors, and you die from carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh. Um, The forensic. Yeah. Google was like, 
don't do it. And I was like, don't worry, here's, Google. Here's all the suicide prevention things you need. He's like, no, no, hold on. I'm getting on. married on Saturday. I don't have time for this. <laughs> I do not have time for suicide. Let's move on. Actually, this came out on Sunday. I got married yesterday. <laughs> I was going to say that. I forgot. Uh, actually, I think that was a part of my, I wrote a whole like half page about a lot of things. Oh, you but, can say that. Oh, well, I can say it. Um, uh, the forensic doctor in charge of the case revealed that when the deceased skull, uh, the deceased skull Hello Kitty clay pot, the pot that they used to boil the head, and other exhibits were summoned during the court. The whole court was full of the smell of corpses. Now, so when they brought it forth in the trial, everyone supposedly sm- smelled, smelled dead body. Dead. Oh, yeah. Uh, no matter. Very what, spiritual. <laughs> well, when they say spiritual, I think they meant mean like paranormal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Does that, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It just doesn't translate well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anywhere where the Hello Kitty doll was submitted. During the interrogation, the defense lawyer accused the defendant uh, of handling the body illegally, saying that when there was no need to talk, saying that when there was no need to talk, the lights in the court flickered and everyone present was shocked. Shocked. Uh, the judge in this case, Peter Wynn, also stated that when he had tried countless cases but had never encountered the unusual events in the case, the defendant Liang Sheng Shou once told the detention guard that the woman, all the women in the court that he saw, had the face of the deceased um, uh, Fang, what was her name again? I was calling her on that. Fan Men Yi. Um... So, bil- so there are things like the, a paranormal situations happening where he was being haunted by them, or they were all being haunted by her. her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the building where the murder took place reported unusual incidents. A woman who did not know that the murder happened in the building rented a flat on the fourth floor with her friends. Her female friends said that she often heard. One of the friends said that she often heard a woman crying at night. There was no one living in the unit, and the woman who had rented the unit could not hear the crying. But the woman, the friend woman who lived there, had sleep paralysis and would reveal that Mr. Huang, a resident on the fourth floor who had assisted the police in identifying the prisoner, had had his wife and children on the stairs of the building. After meeting a female ghost, the family moved away. So I think what I read from that is two girls move into the fourth floor. Mm -hmm. One girl who is like on the lease doesn't hear any crying at night other girl that's definitely on the least hears it she gets sleep paralysis of the man that used to live on that floor and um he tells her that after meeting the ghost of that woman of he, Fan Yi, he, moved. he moved yeah yeah um some readers told the media that the staff of the hair salon on the first and second floors of the building had discovered the hello kitty dolls of unknown origin in the morning when looking through the cctv footage they found that after the door was closed at night, people in the hair salon were walking, and the person in charge of the hair salon denies that they had unusual incidents. So they closed the hair salon, and then they saw people, people walking, walking around, even though there was no nobody in, no there. one in there. Doors are all locked. Hong Kong metaphysician Ching Ding Bang and his wife said that in 2013, when she was spending time in a bar in Granville, she saw a woman's head staring at her in the opposite unit. And then she realized that the unit was the unit responsible for the case. Later, Chen Ding Bang and his father, Chen 
Guki Vajraguru made a crossing for the dead in the altar of the building. And those are the paranormal experiences. That's fucking crazy. Um, I do have to say that the like looking from a historical perspective, um, I just say that I feel like the most haunted places are like the three to five different like cultural hearths of human humans. Period, uh, which would include the Yangtze Valley, which is China, um, Egypt, uh, the Nile River Valley, uh, the Mesopotamia um in in saudi arabia the uh, ganges river in india uh the mississippi river in the united states and um the uh, danube the yucatan now europeans didn't have population up there they had ghosts well they have ghosts later but like that that's why i think like the ghost of like like the Vikings that I hear all the time, ghosts from Vikings, ghosts from Chinese history, ghosts from Indian history, ghosts from e- uh, Egyptian history, ga- ghosts from Mesopotamian history, ghosts from uh, Native American history, ghosts from uh, Central American history. Like those are what, like the ones to focus on because bitch, that's where culture, w- where life was born. Like that's where humans were born as according to, uh, science and evolution. So, <laughs> not the Mississippi. The Mississippi, Mississippi, and the the Yucatan were two cult, cult consider they are consider considered late cultural hearse from yes. what I studied in college. So someone can call me out and tell me it's wrong. But the three cultural hearse were India, Egypt, and uh, China, China, and then Mesopotamia happened, and then um, uh the Yucatan, and then Mississippi. The so, only reason why I'm not sure about those is because there's no written. There's nothing written. But there's nothing written anywhere besides, like, Sumeria in the Mesopotamia. Yeah. Like, and, that's about it. And the, the Indus. Yeah, that's true. The Ganges. Gan, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm not sure about the Yangtze people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> the fucking... <laughs> Dissonance train horn. Um... Yeah, so... Uh, it's fucked up, right? No, oh, ghosts. That's what I was talking about. Um, talking about ghosts, we have... I, I look at those different populations, and I think all those those six populations that I just mentioned, and... I said five, and it's definitely six. Um, all of those have very spiritual beliefs, like beliefs of spirits walking among us and so like that's that's where like i associate with because it's like i feel like these people like see spirits and like bitch i know that these people were eating cocoa beans and eating uh opium wilding out they, with Nick they, they were wild now literally off of everything that was in nature so they were eating all the shit uh and getting all the shit and so they were seeing lots of shit um and they didn't know what mental illness was back then, so they were just like, "Well, that person, that Wild person is Nick Cannon." It. And they were like, "Who's Nick Cannon?" And they were like, "You will see." One you day. will see. Well, that's. <laughs> I do have a funny story about that. Uh, when I was younger, I, is this a cow tipping me? accident? No, not cow tipping. When I was younger, uh, I used to tell my entire family that I used to have dreams and also visions about how I lived ten thousand years ago. And, like, I would tell these, like, vivid stories. So that's when you started being weird? With it started. That was, like, when I was, like, four. 
Yeah. Uh, I would tell them vivid details about like who I was with, where I was, describing what was happening. Like it was like a whole ordeal, and like I don't remember any of that, but they remember it, and they're like, "You used to scare the fuck out of us. That like, you would just like tell us these whole ass details about seeing like." slaves work in the pyramids and like all this other shit like and describe who you were talking with and who you were with and like my mom said the same thing did she about me and the scooby-doo gang and oh sailor moon God. solving mysteries well i did not get that far but <laughs> yeah so i'm not saying that that's related because oh my god it was probably just me being stupid and crazy what the train Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm noticing part of my wall that has a piece of the wood missing. Why? Right there. Oh, I just that little that little chunky. Whatever. It's whatever. This um, room will always be dark. Yeah, it'll be fine. Anyways, um, so like looking at these these uh civilizations, those are the civilizations that we're gonna be seeing uh always that are going to have some spiritual um interactions occurrences so whether or not these people saw this person that was murdered in cold blood essentially um but if uh i were under the impression of ghosts hell yeah that girl deserves to be a ghost oh yeah i'd haunt the shit out of them for the rest of their fucking lives i'm not even like a a cool chill ass ghost i'd be an angry ass motherfucking ghost Mm -hmm. i'd I'd be a what what i uh yenin yeninger Yin ganger, yin ganger. That's what I. I'd be that person that comes back and like I have a fucking sword, I have armor. You have to battle me now, like. <laughs> I'd pull let's on fucking fight. Poltergeist, these Bol- I'd be poltergeist. Like, Look in the fucking TV, you bastard. Yeah. Guess where you're going? Surprise. Goop. You're coming with me. <laughs> you're welcome. And then I'm gonna Hellraiser and just peel the skin off of your face. Yeah. Take it. Wear it. Now you're 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 out there and, and living life. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I did. Maybe that's what ten thousand year old Chris just was like. Ten thousand year old Chris. So yeah. yesterday. Yeah, my face looks like that, but my body says sure does. heaven. No 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 no. What is the ten thousand year old term? Hades, hell. Um, uh, you cross the river Styx to get to um. Uh, but if the river is made of sticks, where's the? It's not a river because it's made of wood. That's not a good sound. Shut the fuck up. Anyways, um, oh, uh, good to go. Uh, I'm gonna be talking to. Oh, sure. Um, no, no, no. Hold on. I have a whole thing to go. Ready for this? Do I have to be here? Um, uh, no. Not necessarily. Um, it's kind of cold here in Houston right now. Um, and as we get ready for winter and Spencer and Thomas's wedding, <laughs> I guess you do have to be here for that. <laughs> um, well, you didn't have to be here. So I'm celebrating here by myself, celebrating your wedding. So no big deal. Uh, this episode will come out on Sunday after uh, Spencer and Thomas have gotten married, uh, which is adorable. Um, so Spencer Thomas are getting married in case you guys missed it on all of our, uh, previous things where Spencer has mentioned it multiple times. Anyways, uh, I felt like kicking it up, Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. kicking up the heat on a series that I did last season. Cause you know, uh, 
we have two seasons of our podcast now. In case you were confused, we definitely have two seasons. Did I mention? Oh, and also I mentioned the possibility of bringing this back a couple of episodes ago. Uh, so now I'm going to do it. So what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about medical serial killers. Yeah. You ready for this? I want to go back to talking about my wedding. Oh, okay. I had a great time. It was yesterday. Yeah. It was so much fun. All of my friends According were According to this podcast that was recorded before the wedding, but also came out after the wedding. Tell yes. me about it. All of my friends were there, and Chris was there. Yeah. And... <laughs> my, all of my friends and my one enemy. <laughs> and my dearest, dearest hated person. <laughs> the one person who, if I could kill and get away with, I would do I'd it. Do it. <laughs> and he's here on this podcast Welcome, now. Chris! <laughs> Woo! Round of applause. Oh, no. No? Yeah. Marina uh, taught me that. Oh. She's like, round of applause. I was yeah. like, don't no, do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Just clap like a gay person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can clap with both hands. Just clap like this. Like, yeah. Or clack a fan. Just wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Where is it? Is it there? Storage. Ah! <laughs> oh, yes. I haven't heard that sound. Sorry, Mamadi. I haven't heard He's that like, sound I'm in out. so long. I'm out. I'm out. He's come actually getting closer. Jiminy's! Um, So, as we dive back into the terrifying world of medical serial killers, let's be reminded of the people that I've done in the past. This is like the the ones who have passed. You ready? Like, what do they do in the, the Grammys or Oscars or whatever? They're like, like recognizing. Re- remember. Oh, you're pulling my headset. Oh. I'm dying. Uh, I'm trying. Uh, technical difficulties with the dog. There we go. Um, well, I've been trying to move him over here for like an hour. Hmm. So what? What? <gasps> Dad, don't do that to me. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> He's so cute. Uh, anyways, so let's go ahead and take a a, a moment to remember last year's winners of. Uh, not winners, lol. Uh, last year's murders. people murders of Spoopy Podcast Season 1. Uh, I'll play the music. Let's be reminded of Dr. Christopher Dunge, who was a neurosurgeon in Dallas that killed numerous victims or caused quadriplegia, including one of his best friends, uh, during routine surgeries to fix minor ailments. And then we have Janine Jones that infected newborn babies, I'm sorry, injected newborn babies with blood thinners and heart medication because she wanted San Antonio to have a NICU. Uh, they then talk. We then talked about Harold Shipman, who killed between 250 to 500 mostly elderly patients that he was the family doctor for with overdoses of heroin. Basically, Spencer even visited H. H. Holmes, who was a quote unquote pharmacist that led people to his murder house to poison them. Maybe we remember those in peace. <laughs> And now we embark in Medical Serial Killers Part, part two. 2. Starting with David J. Adams, a.k.a. Michael Kirk, a.k.a. Jack Kirk, a.k.a. Michael Swan, a.k.a. Dr. Death, a.k.a. Joseph Michael Swango. I don't know that one. Really? Well, he's done quite a lot. You ready to get into it? How many? What do you mean, how many? How many babies? 
Oh, look at them, Amities. Look at them. Look at them, Amities. Let's cheers to that. Cheers to medical serious. Oh, I left a mark. <laughs> oh, it's happened. It's happened. I spilled. Spilled. I'm going to use a CVS receipt. It's long. That is a Macy's receipt. Oh. Oh. That was a chair, I swear. That's for my car, uh, my corduroys. I need to go get uh, khaki pants. <laughs> How do you not have khaki pants? Because I got a bad drink. <laughs> I mean, I do have khaki pants. They, I, I would not be able to wear some of them. The the blue jeans that I wore to your, uh, I'm sorry, to Ben's uh, birthday last night were um, uh, on the brink. <laughs> They they were also part of the like one of those stretchy jean kind of things, and oh. they were also on the bricks. <laughs> the whole so. time they were like, no that's what, no. when I when I ordered my uh, last roll of sushi, I was like, maybe I shouldn't because these jeans are about to pop. <laughs> but they they held through, they held through, they sure and did. I woke up the next morning and I was somehow still hungry. wearing them. The, honestly, they they I had to peel them off. You know the potato peelers jeans mm -hmm. <laughs> jeans you, you ever peel your jeans with a potato <laughs> to get them hey off. everyone you have a peel your jeans with the potato peeler i have let, let me tell you let me tell you about it that looks like a booty hole do you see it like a xerox version of it xerox version of a booty hole okay hold on let me do this mm -mm -mm. Da, 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 cheers da, da, to that are you da, da, singing singing da, 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 da. the the grammy music again yep this dog oh, no. hates when I touch him. He's like, he's like, it's <laughs> too much. Up. I don't enjoy it. You're too rough. Ten step, ten step. Okay. He's <laughs> like, no, don't clap. Don't no. clap. It's too loud. I'd rather be abused. <laughs> Please keep petting. petting. Me. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, so. I'm talking about Joseph Michael Swango. Swango was born October 21st of 1954 in Washington, the state. Uh, I think it's Tacoma or something like that. Uh, and then was raised in Illinois. Um, Swan uh, Swanson. Swango's father served the v served in the Vietnam War and also suffered from alcoholism and also alcoholism. As I'm saying, it slurred. Alcoholism. 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 Uh, he also got depressed. Hashtag same. Uh, and then his wife divorced him. You just got a whole slew of... <laughs> you ever feel like everything's just tumbling down? Just shitting on you. Uh, so Swango saw little of his father after this. Uh, Swango then went to the Marine Corps and did not see any action during his time overseas. Uh, he in got... the 50s? 70s. Oh. He, he was born in 52. Okay. Uh, 54, I'm sorry. And so he would have... Vietnam War. Well, he would didn't have to enlist and he was... 17 or 18 so just after the vietnam war in mid technically in 69 technically oh they were there until the 70s we were but technically it ended in 69 well, technically according to go? my father who worked who worked for the uh department of defense um there was never a war in vietnam or korea or well there was never or desert a storm war yeah, technically, war has to be declared, declared by and the there was Congress never declared the president, so exactly. So it was it never was a war conflict. declared. So technically, we have not had a war since World War Two. 
Mm-hmm. Even though we've been involved in everything. Massive content. Everything. All everything. All the time. Mostly still. for oil. Yeah, still. Still. But we're not at war, Spencer. We're not at war. We're in conflict. In conflict. Anyways. um, Yeah. So he did not actually see any action, and he got honorably discharged in 1976. I don't know why. Uh, because of his time in the Marine Corps, he actually loved exercising. During his free time during college and medical school, he would go jogging and running. Uh, bitch, don't trust joggers. Don't trust joggers. Uh, coming from experience, uh, I say that because normally, normally from what I hear on podcasts, it's always like, there's always a jogger that finds a, so, dead, body. a dead body. Uh, and, and now, like, how did this get here? Now it's backwards. It was you, bitch. Yeah. Now it's backwards. You were the jogger that killed someone. Exactly. Uh, so that's why I said that. It was funny. Um, I thought it was funny. I love it. I proclaim my own joke. It's funny. funny. <laughs> hey, I can't, I don't get any laughs in this podcast, so I might as well just claim a laugh. I mean, I laughed at my own do. joke. Okay. Anyways, so he graduated, uh, summa cum laude. Um, laude. I know it was a joke. That was also a joke. I just love correcting you, though. Summa cum laude. Uh, So the bitch was also somehow smart. Summa cum laude is like the top 98%, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure about the percentage point. I think it's top five. I think it's higher than that. And cum laude is top 10. Top 10 is cum laude, because I was cum laude. Uh, Oh, she was cum laude! Because then you have magna, which is 95, and then there's summa, I think it's 98. Well... Doesn't matter. At least you're not a bitch. Oh, doesn't wait. Doesn't matter. Oh, I am. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Damage is done. Anyways. Um, what were your, your uh, Spotify rap? Did you I look don't at your... do Spotify. Oh, I, I do know. Google what? Music. Oh, that's right. And they don't do a rap because and now it's YouTube. Music. I was going to shit talk to you be- because you didn't do uh, Spotify, but I like Google, so I'm not going to shit talk Google. But I will shit talk everyone who listened to Apple and didn't get their little their apple uh choices he's over here looking at his butthole please don't go to town <laughs> right now this is a pg podcast is it pg in actions only <laughs> every single one of our podcasts is marked as explicit hey i told you to stop doing that <laughs> you made me choke on my spit twice now he's been licking himself raw and Ugh. i just keep putting hydrocortisone on it and it is not helping no He's allergic to something, I think. Something. 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 Anyways, um, so the bitch was smart and went to medical school. So this is already making me, giving me reminiscent vibes of Jeffrey Dahmer. Dr. Dunge. Also. <laughs> also, I guess Jeffrey Dahmer, sure. Uh, during his time in medical school at Quincy, um, he preferred- it's pronounced Quincy. 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 Uh, he preferred to vote, devote his time to being an ambulance attendant rather than focusing on his studies. Um, hey, in the ambulance? I'm trying to be a doctor, but let me hang out in the ambulance. <laughs> well, I mean, you see stuff that you do needs see to stuff. Yeah. Um, it was noted that he had a fascination with dying patients. So the the patients that would come in and that were on the verge of dying, he'd be like, well, I'm into this. Uh, but the other ones, he was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> they're going to get better. Yeah. 
So, although nothing came of this suspicion, uh, or was thought of at the time, much was thought of at the time, uh, one of his patients coded, and five of them died in the ambulance. So, people you had in your ambulance that were, at some point, doing okay, and now no longer doing okay. That's not great. Um... Then he was caught faking his checkups during medical school uh, a month before his graduation. And, oh, sorry, due to uh, one member voting him in. So he got caught faking his checkups, which means that he, like, went on this, like, board of investigations, essentially. Uh, So um, one member was like, oh, well, I think we should give him another chance. And at the time, it required a unanimous decision to either choose for dismissal or for him to stay. And since one person was like, eh, it's okay. They were like, eh, it's okay. You got in, you, you get to keep, get to stay. So he's allowed to stay in medical school, but he had to graduate, graduate a year later. Uh, then all his like other, like, uh, incoming class because he had to repeat all his rotations again. Um, he then got an intern, a medical internship in 1983, uh, and then a fellowship in neurosurgery at Ohio State Medical Center, uh, pro- despite a poor eval from the dean of the medical school. The dean of medical school was like, he sucks. <laughs> nah, bro. He, he's probably not a great person, also not great at whatever he does, because something's not working, so... Uh, here we are. So at the Ohio State Medical Center, nurses nurses began to notice a large number of his healthy patients that had healthy charts and everything was going fine dying. Uh, with one nurse even catching him injecting some, quote, medicine uh, into the patient who later became strangely very ill. Uh, the nurses that went with these accusations were just like told it's just paranoia. It's a doctor. It's fine. Like, you know, whatever. Which makes me so mad. Uh, So the Ohio State University Medical Center uh, ended their involvement with him after his internship and only kept him around because they were afraid that he would sue them for being fired without cause if they didn't wait until the end of his internship. So we had this internship. They were like, well, we keep seeing these issues, but we are worried that he's going to sue Sue us. us. If we fire him for all these deaths. So I thought it was kind of fucked up. And I was like, bitch, you guys are fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So July of 1984, he got hired as an ambulance technician, even though he'd been fired in Springfield, Illinois, uh, for making a heart patient drive to the hospital. So the person was having a heart attack while he was working in the ambulance. And he said, you got to drive. He he wasn't with them, obviously, driving. He told them, you should drive to the hospital. This is not... We, we Who don't is need... the person? Just a random just a, person? Just a patient. Yeah, just a patient. So oh. this person is having a heart episode of some sort as the ambulance arrived at their house, I assume, or wherever they are. He was like, no, no, no. No, no. Don't pay for it. Don't pay it's for the ambulance. It's super just expensive. Just drive to the drive hospital. There. You're having a heart attack. Just drive to the hospital. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So he got fired out of that. Yeah. So, his co-workers that he worked with at the uh, EMT office, I guess, um, started noticing that when he would make the coffee and or bring them food to work, they would all become violently ill without any sort of, like, prior illness or any apparent case. Um, what is he poisoning them with? Bitch, I... We don't know yet. Um... 
I would be pissed. I like if I showed up to work and ate a donut that someone brought to work because like I pay attention to what goes into my body. So like I would know what is affecting me because like most of the time I cook my own fucking food. So if I ate a fucking donut that someone brought from work and then also ate my own fucking food that I bought from the grocery store, it and I, then I got sick. What would I blame? The fucking donut that came from the fucking person I didn't eat from. I'm not about to say, like, oh, this fish was probably bad that I got from the fucking grocery store. No, I just got out of the fucking freezer. I don't know what I would do. How ill are we talking? Throwing up within minutes? Throwing up within hours? Well, with the poison that we will find out later, it's, it's not great. It's not great. So I'm assuming shinning your pants and, and vomiting quite a lot. And also not being able to move. Oh. And or having a heart attack. Well, then, yes. I would say it's definitely... Yeah, yeah. The donut. Yeah. I, I would definitely say, like, oh, well, this donut got me. They got me, gal! <laughs> the donut got me, gal. I love that... Uh, the, I, uh, we didn't reference this on the podcast. I love that there was the RuPaul tweet uh, from the RuPaul's Drag Race account that was like, what is a drag race saying that you say all the time or whatever? And I was like, and everyone was like, uh, like back roll, back roll. I was like, oh, uh, let's get sickening. Blah, blah, blah. And I, like I quoted, like they got me gal. <laughs> <laughs> and mine would be. Burr. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, but I quoted that and I tagged Ginger Minge in it. And she liked that. She liked all the responses to it. Cause it was like seven responses to it. And I was like, Ginger Min for All Stars Six. Ginger Min for All Stars Six. No, she's in it. She's in it. Apparently, she's in it. And I am about her being in it because I do like Ginger Min. So what I think is interesting uh-huh. that this dog is coughing. Um, but Bob tweeted like <laughs> a little while ago. He was like, "Everyone, I'm gonna unpopular opinion. All Stars." Six is or uh, all winter season is never going to happen. I don't believe that. But then that's what they said about <laughs> some of the people on All Star Six, and all the T channels are like Drag Race All Star season is being filmed now. Yeah, I think an All Star season is going to happen, or uh, or uh, bitch, you could even go for like a universal drag race, like RuPaul's Universal well, or Dr- RuPaul's Drag Race Universe. Winners from other places. That's what I said. Yes, yeah, winners from Canada's Drag Race, uh, fucking Thailand's Drag Race, uh, Holland's Drag Race. Like fuck, not even just winners. Give me some some of the the queens that were close, like Jenny K. Like bring me some of that shit. Katya, bring Katya back. You know, uh, Katya said on us, she would never, never, will, never, 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 never do that again. again. But, and then I'm like, Katya, you can win, offer them $500,000. Katya, like, hold on. I feel like Katya doesn't care about money anymore. That's She's true. like, I've Kat- got what Katya's I need. Katya's got what she needs. She needs I don't need she got. Else. She's got a book deal. She's got her, uh, like, she's she got her listeners that are just, like, going to town on all the things. Like, it'll be okay. Um beyond tangent uh if you want to talk beyonce about beyonce tangent beyonce tangent if you want to talk more gay stuff and also more uh tangents and also more uh drag, drag race listen to our ruby podcast that's our ruby podcast 
Are you going to give the socials? That's our Rippy Podcast at ourrippypodcast.com, our Rippy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, our Rippy Podcast at gmail.com if you want to drop us in there. Drop us line. Let drop us know us what you there. want us to do for, for drag stuff. Um, anyway, so far we've taken a two week hiatus and we're unsure. Unsure. I've been watching season one, so maybe we go back to season well, one. Well, you told me you, 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 yo, you, yo, 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 you, um, threw around the idea of doing season one and doing like a retro rewind. I think a retro rewind, rewind, Ruby, rerun, the three, three hours, retro rewind, Ruby podcast would be cute. It would. Yes. Which I think we should do, but I'm busy right now. We're, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. Busy drag queen. Busy bad so busy. <laughs> yes. Oh, but, um, okay. So, Ruby Podcast is plugged, and we're going for... What? There's an ad in the corner of my screen that says, Last chance for a free Trump 2020 hat. Final days. Can you buy one? What would I do with it? And no, I'm not giving them any money. Well, that's true. Can I have it for free the so money. I can burn it? Also, remember all the time that your money is going to certain places. I that, that's why I wanted it because I wanted to do something fun. But their money is going somewhere, so no. Anyways, I'm gonna um, do the question mark and be like, I don't like, like holding this. his foot like because uh, I asked him to uh, hold bite it. it there. Anyways, please bite. This. Um, do you want to eat this? Enjoy this foot. foot. Um. Oh, yeah. So, in October, <laughs> we're going back. So, his, his co-workers were getting sick from coffee and the food that he brought in uh, without any reason ever. Uh, so, in October of 1984, he was, he was arrested uh, after police found him having arsenic and other poisons in his possession. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so on August 23rd of 1985, he was sentenced to prison for poisoning his co-workers. And that's the end of the story. Right? No. No, You don't think so? No. Are you going to keep going? You obviously have more. Why? What do you mean? Shut the fuck up and keep no, going. No, I just like, he, he poisoned people, his co-workers, and now we're done. He's poisoning people in jail now. No, I was just asking, like. Are we done? Like, he poisoned his co-workers and, and like, he he went to jail. Well, I'll just sit right here, then. (laughs) But wait, there's more! But wait, there's more! The fuck? (laughs) You're wrong! Uh, He was only sentenced to five years in prison. Um, his conviction was also brought, uh, oh, I'm sorry, his conviction brought the dean from OSU, the Ohio State University Law School, not even the medical school, the law school was like, um, the police should probably investigate in all of his wrongdoings in the medical school because I'm part of the medical school and things are probably not great there because I can kind of see those things that like, you should probably do something about this, that'd be great. Um, and then the police of Ohio, wherever it was, I don't remember the city, um, were like, mm. Isn't Ohio one city? No. Uh, interesting. You know, that's later. Sorry. Yes. He was in Ohio for this. Um, there, there's Ohio. He, he studied at Ohio State University 
No. Oh, my Lord. I didn't write these things down. Because they weren't important. He went to Quincy. And then he went to Ohio State Medical Center to work. So, Ohio State Medical Center, he was in Ohio for that. But then there's Ohio Valley that happens later um, in West Virginia. Ohio, uh, the Ohio River Valley it extends um, across many states. Anyways, sorry. Mm-hmm. Going back. We're, where am I? Okay, yes. So, got an internship. Okay. Paranoia. Medical. Yeah, here we go. Kept him. Ohio State University Medical Center ended their involvement. No, I ever said that. Oh, boy. LOL. Yeah, I was scrolling and now I'm fucked up. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're not good because you We're not don't good. know where you are. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we are good. Uh, so uh, he's in Ohio at this point. So prosecutors, prosecutors uh, were also trying to bring charges of attempted murder against him, but didn't. Sadly. Oh. Yeah. So what happened next? Can anyone guess? Uh, he kept doing it. In 1989, he was released from prison, uh, and went to work in Virginia, uh, for the state, for the state department, state department. He worked for a government agency. Um, they were like, let's look into your past. No. Yeah. No, everything checks out here. Just a couple jail stints. That's fine. No All right, heart so emoji. Go on. Well, then he started to work as a lab technician, um, he met a woman and fell in love with, uh, while his co-workers commonly complained of frequent stomach pains. So he went to work what I used to do when I moved to Houston. So basically doing lab research. And his co-workers were like, wow, my tummy hurts whenever I eat these donuts from him. Like, Never accept food from strangers. Never. Especially like, oh my god. Living on Twitter nowadays, I'm like, ma'am. Because I see a lot of like... The, uh, like, I know how I cook in the kitchen, and, and animals are not allowed in my fucking kitchen. So, my, uh, one of my bosses at one time, Kyle, uh, ooh, he would, he would come around often. He was probably there once, twice a month. Um, yeah, but his name is fucking Kyle. I love Kyle. Oh, you like Kyle? I loved Kyle. Okay. Uh, he still works for the company. The company. That we won't say. <laughs> uh, anyways, he, we were like, oh, it's your birthday. You're going to be here on your birthday. We should make you, we should get you, or make you cupcakes. And he was like, no, no, no. I don't eat anything from somebody's kitchen that I haven't Thank seen you. before. Thank you. I. You can get me a card. <laughs> I used to love the idea of crock pots and like, uh, bringing smorgasbords of just like everyone like living their life like oh i'll bring my favorite recipe is like bitch unless i watch you cook this nowadays i do not trust that anymore and like that came i think that that was like a gay twitter thing that came from black twitter thing like i really do like uh think that was like a exchange that happened because i saw like 
gay Twitter last year was very much like, uh, don't trust anyone to like cook in your kitchen. And I was like, oh, I love like little like get togethers where everyone brings things. And they were like, well, have you seen people's kitchens? And I was like, I haven't. What do you mean? And then I started hearing like horror stories about like people who just like let their cats on the counter and like walk across the food dishes while they're cooking or like cutting. And I'm like, no, no, no. Hold on. What's happening? I haven't had a kitchen in so long that I don't know what it's like anymore. Oh my God. Do you have a fucking kitchen? Kind of ish. It's I would getting like to there. See you try to cook something up there. Oh my god! Also, it smells like the whole bedroom. So yes, well, I'm not living in the bedroom, so I could cook something, but I could. And he's like, his... <laughs> poor baby. He's so itchy. So itchy. Uh, yeah. So I could not cook something up there, but I could, I could. I mean, I could not live up there. Well, no, no, no bitch. I could probably no, because I used to live in a. One bedroom apartment that I would leave my bedroom door open. So that you have a door, you can't close. I the do door. have the door. I can close it, but like, bitch, you can survive smelling your fucking spaghetti for a night. Like, do I want to? No, but exactly. you can. You can. This is not. This is a first world problem. Okay. It is a first world problem. Yeah. Exactly. I'm looking for his anti-itch spray. I thought it was down here, but it's not. You'll get it. I don't know where it is. If it's not down here. Mm, little mammity. Oh, he's so itchy. Look so at itchy. that baby. He's so Woo! itchy. Um, yeah. So. Yes. So, uh, Swango, what? What's his name? Swango? Yeah, Swango. <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> I researched this, too. Uh, that's depressing. And I wrote this. Uh, most of these notes are my own. <laughs> So, handwritten from the hand, heart. Hand, handwritten. Um, so, uh, fired without cause. Uh, yeah, you got hired. Okay, where am I? Scroll. Oh, what happened next? There we go. Um, released from prison, went to work for Virginia for the state, and then the lab technician. So, he met a woman oh! as a lab technician. Surprise. Actually, I met lots of gays and also a lot of, lot of women working as a lab technician. Um, Say woman again. Woman. Oh! Okay. Uh, he met a woman uh, and fell in love with his co. Uh, fell in love while his coworkers were commonly complaining of free- frequent stomach pains. I said that already. Uh, in 1991, he resigned from the position uh, with the purpose of being a doctor again. He's like, well, I already got a medical degree. Like, come on. Like, let me do it. Come on. Come on. Come on. He changed his name. To Daniel J. Adams uh, and applied for a job at Ohio Valley Medical Center in West Virginia. There you go. Uh, and then began work in June of 1992. Hey, B-Day. This weird. Hey, what's up? Beyonce? Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. More. More. Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. Stupid. Oh, uh, guess what today is? Uh, my coworker's birthday. Me and Thomas have been engaged for a month. <laughs> oh wait, wait. I'm last sorry, today is Sunday. <laughs> last Wednesday was the day we were engaged for a month. 
Oh, why I'm am I actually crying? crying. Oh, I'm crying now. I'm crying more. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I've just I'm really great at crying, so I cry a lot more than you do. And um, mm, so my dad is actually tears, and I this is what it is. So it's just like stupid. Anyways, um, so. Oh, he applied for a job at Ohio Medical Center in West Virginia in June of 1992, and also in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Oh, that's Sioux Falls. Yeah, Uh, In both cases, Swango forged several legal documents that he used to reestablish himself as a physician and respected... Uh, member of society. So it's like, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. no. But also you applied to, he he was, I have to say he was smart. You, like, I don't like to say that um, because he is a serial killer. uh, But he uh, went to the most Western of places. And by Western, I mean, Places that uh, were not um, uh, were not um, yes. <laughs> How do I yes. Say yes. How do I say this? Uh, they, they were uh, r- rural, rural, Robert. rural, rural. They were they were quite rural. So he went, he went to some rural places, and they were, uh, from what I understand, rural places are hurting for some doctors because even here in America, with I'm sorry, in the United States, within our own country, there are people who can get uh, their loans forgiven within two years of serving in a rural. Uh, community. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Anyways, I. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So he's apparently a respected member of society. Uh, he also forged a fact sheet from the Illinois Department of Correction. Fact sheet. Fact sheet. Uh huh. From the Illinois Department of Corrections that falsified his criminal record, stating that he had been convicted of a misdemeanor instead of an actual conviction. Uh, oh, for Missy misdemeanor. Missy demeanor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for getting into a fist fight with a co-worker and receiving six months in prison <laughs> rather than five years for a felony poisoning, uh, felony poisoning that he had served. So he was like, oh, I fought mm-hmm. someone. I punched this girl's lights right out. Right out. It was just, you know. That's crazy. It's crazy. So most states states will not grant a medical license for a violent felon, considering such a conviction uh, to be evidence of unprofessional conduct. He forged a, quote, unquote, restoration of civil rights letter sent from the then Virginia governor, falsely stating that the governor had decided to restore Swango's right to uh, rights to vote and serve on a jury based on reports from friends and colleagues, quote unquote, that he had committed no further crimes of his quote misdemeanor, uh, end quote, and it was leading to leading an quote exemplary lifestyle, end quote. 
so, so Swango established a sterling reputation at Sanford, not Sanford, Sanford, uh, Sanford and Sons, Sanford. Uh, where's this at? This is in probably Ohio. He seems to have no, a no, 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 Virginia. Sanford. San... Yeah, go for it. Not me. Thank you, though. Um, what did it say? Sanford, 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 Sanford. Uh, oh, in South Dakota. Sanford is, is Sioux Falls. Um, in South, South Dakota. Um, anyways. So... Uh, he established himself a sterling reputation in Sanford, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, but made the mistake of attempting to join the American Medical Association, the AMA. The AMA did more thorough background check uh, on uh, more thorough background check than the university did, uh, and found out more about the poisoning conviction instead. Uh, that Thanksgiving Day, the Discovery Channel actually aired an episode of Justice Files that excluded, I'm sorry, that included a segment on Swango. Amid the AMA report and calls from frightened colleagues, Sanford was fired, I'm sorry, Sanford fired Swango. Uh, his girlfriend then went back to Virginia soon afterwards, suffering from violent migraines, and then afterwards, surprisingly, the headache stopped. So his girlfriend that was like, oh, I fell in love. What is it? It's a gogurt. Oh, Julius, I will love a chewing. Did you get one too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So the AMA was like, bitch, you're gone now. The AMA, American, American Medical, Medical Association. Association. Yes. Um, they were all worried about where he went because they were like, you applied for this and you're also kind of messed up. And also, clearly, you're interested in still being a part of doing something medical. So, what is it? We're going to follow you because we need to pay attention to this. And this is the only thing that actually mattered in this entire case, which makes you so mad. Anyways, we'll get there. So, his girlfriend started to have migraines and she went back to Virginia where she met him and then they disappeared no he, she, he didn't go with her her headache stopped so that means that Swango was poisoning her mm-hmm. at, at, in some way shape or form he was poisoning her to cause her migraines and then it stopped or I don't know when she told this, when this testimony came out, but it could have been like a, oh, I had headaches and now I'm, I don't have headaches. Like after they already caught him and it's like, oh, he's, he's poisoning people. Are you okay? She's like, oh, I have headaches now. <laughs> and I, I'm not victim blaming here. Oh, I'm not victim blaming here. Cause I think that she probably could have been a part of this, this whole situation mm-hmm. uh, for sure. But I am going to say like, <laughs> You, you are. I that's like I look at the, like, like Carol Carol Bundy who was part of the like Ted Bundy saga. 
It's like, bitch, you chose to go, like, get fucked by a fucking serial killer. And you want to get fucked by a fucking serial killer. And you had a fucking child. So, like, do we feel bad for you? No. Like, I'm not saying, like, I'm not saying don't feel bad for her because she was dating this person. Feel bad for her because she didn't make a good choice. But she may not have known. That's true. So, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Yes. So, the AMA temporarily lost track of Swangum, who managed to find a place in the psychiatric residency program at the Stony Brook University Medical School in New York. Um, his first rotation was in the internal medicine department at the Veter- Veterans Affairs Medical Center in New Northport. Sorry, not Newport. Northport, New York. Once again, his patients began dying with no explicable reason. Surprise. Um, four, month- four months later, his girlfriend committed suicide. Uh, and when they did testing on her, there was a large amount of arsenic that was found in her hair uh, at the time of her death. No? Okay, sorry. Um, uh, her mother, the, the girlfriend's mother, Sharon Cooper, was horrified to find out that a person with uh, Swango's history uh, could be allowed... <laughs> bless you. Thank you. Could be allowed to practice medicine. Uh, she contacted a friend of Kennedy... Who was or Kenny? Who was the girlfriend? For a friend of the girlfriend, who was a nurse at Sanford in Sioux Falls, who in turn alerted Sanford's dean Robert Talley to go to Swango's or to find out Swango's whereabouts. Um, Talley telephoned then Joe Jordan Cohen, Lord, the dean at Stony Brook, which is where Swango was currently working at. Uh, and then under uh, super intense questioning from the head of Stony Brook Psychiatric Department, Alan Miller, Swango admitted that he had lied about his poisoning convictions in Illinois. Uh, ultimately, he was fired. As opposed to being arrested, he was fired. Uh, the public outcry then resulted in Cohen, who was the uh, person at Sanford in Sioux Falls in South Dakota, as well as Miller, who was the dean at Stony Brook in New York, resigning. People were like, bitch, you let this person who is literally killing fucking people into our fucking hospitals. You guys need to fucking resign. So they resigned. But before Cohen, the dean of the uh, school, not school, dean of the wherever he was, the person who was in charge in Sioux Falls. Um, sent a warning to about Swanco to all 125 medical schools and all 1,000 teaching hospitals across the United States, effectively black, blacklisting Swanco from getting any medical residency at any American institution. Once again, a little too late. Thank you. Once again, you think that this would stop him, right? Oh. Well, maybe the since is no now. Maybe since he's poisoning people, he'd be put in jail. Um, I'm guessing the answer is no. Since the latest Swango incident took fair took place at the Veterans Affairs facility, federal authorities then got involved. 
Oh, okay. So now it's really quick and they just throw him in jail. No. Uh. Swan go dropped out of sight in the mid-1994 when the FBI found out that he was living in Atlanta and working as a chemist at a computer equipment company's wastewater facility. Soon after the FBI alerted the company, Swango was fired for lying on his job application. The FBI obtained a warrant for Swango's, uh, I'm sorry, warrant charging Swango with using fraudulent credentials to gain access to the Veterans Affairs Facility Hospital. So they were trying to charge him for using bad credentials, not for killing people. Mm-hmm. But did they know that he killed people? They didn't. They did not have clear evidence that he killed people. So they were trying to get to that point. Yes. So, once again, when the FBI was trying to get to him, you'd think that, like, oh, once again, they got him. That's it. This is what brings him down. Right? No. The, the FBI closed on... This is your place of work. We got you. Like, here we are. We're good. You know? Um, so, nope. By that time, Swango had left the country. Um, here we go. So, in November of 1994, he went to Zimbabwe. Oh! Um, Zimbabwe, and he used forged documents to obtain a job at uh, Nene. Uh, Lutheran Mission Hospital in the center of the country. Again, his patients began dying mysteriously. Surprise. Um, as a result... A surprise. It's not. Uh, as a result of suspicions of the medical director there, Dr. Uh, Zrishi... Dr. Zrishi... Uh, uh, Swag, I'm sorry. Swango was suspended. One word. Uh, because of the failure to perform adequate autopsies, no firm conclusions could be drawn. Uh, during his suspension, Swango hired prominent lawyer David Coltart uh, to enable him to return to medical practice. He also appealed to the authorities at Malipo Hospital of Bulawayo uh, to allow him to. I'm sorry, Bulawayo, to allow him to enter uh, to intern. Uh, to continue working voluntarily there. However, this was opposed by Obadalu, I'm sorry, Obadala Mezbah, a sur- surgical resident who had often found him snooping around mysteriously in the wards and in the a- ICU, even when he was not on call. So, like, bitch, you're in the, the intensive care unit when you don't even have work. Like, fucking go away. Uh, he had suspected that Sudden deaths of some patients were due to Swango, but had no proofs at that stage. So he was like, okay, I'm here to help too, and I'm here to actually help people, and you just keep showing up when people are fucking dying. Like, <laughs> I, I I, don't know what to say here. So. Saying, get out. Yeah. Stop. Get out, yeah. So at this time, Swango rented a room from a widowed woman from Bulawayo, uh, who subsequently became violently ill uh, after a meal that she had prepared for her and her friend. The woman consulted a local surgeon surgeon named Michael Cotton, uh, who suspected arsenic poisoning and persu- persuaded her to send her hair samples for forensic al- analysis to Pretoria in South Africa. How did he poison her food? Question mark. 
he lived with her. So he he, he did it somehow. Poison everything? I don't know. I don't know if he was just like, well, I know what you're going to eat, so he here's this poison now. Like, I yeah, I don't know. Uh, so the clippings of her hair were confirmed toxic levels of arsenic in the hair. There you go. So the lab reports lab reports were passed excuse me, passed on by the Zimbabwe Republic Police Criminal Investigation Department, as also known as the CID, uh, through Interpol to the FBI, who subsequently visited Zimbabwe to interview Cotton and the pathologist in uh, Bulawayo in Bulawayo. Um, in the meantime, Swango had, since the net was closing on closing in on him, uh, he crossed the borders to Zambia and then subsequently to Na- Namibia, sorry, uh, where he found temporary medical work. He was charged in absentia. I'm sorry, charged in absentia, in absentia, and absentia. absentia with poisoning. In March of 1997, he applied for a job at the Royal Hospital in uh, Dahran, uh, Saudi Arabia, using a false resume. While all this was happening, the the VA Office uh, Inspector General Criminal Oh Lord VA Office of Inspector Try again VA Office of the Inspector General Criminal Investigator Tom Valerie. That's a title. That is a title. Uh, consulted with Charlene Thomason, who was a forensic psychiatrist. Because of her considerable clinical expertise, Thomason was able to review documents and evidence that gave a criminal profile of Swango, uh, along with assessment of why he had committed such crimes. Valerie was called by FBI to discuss holding of Swango. Uh, he called the drug ed- uh, the DEA, um, a DA agent named Richard Thomason, who was then Tom. There's two Thomases. Um, Richard Thomason uh, was also stationed by DEA Manhattan's office to discuss the case. So Thomason, oh hi, Spoopy. Hey, uh, Thomas's uh, Thomason's uh, conversation focused on Swango lying to his government application. Uh, to work at the VA, where he prescribed neuro- n- I'm sorry, necrot- necrotic, necrotic. <laughs> narcotic medications. Uh, there was enough evidence for Immigration and Naturalization Services uh, agents to arrest Wango in June of 1997 on a lay- layover to Chicago O'Hare International Airport on his way to Saudi Arabia. So, they only caught him on his way... To get to another country from Zimbabwe. So Zimbabwe to Chicago somehow to Saudi Arabia. And they were like, you know what? We need to stop this We need guy. to stop this. Yeah. So faced with hard evidence of his fraudulent activities. So he wasn't even stopped for murder. He was stopped for uh, lying about who he was on. He's trying. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um. So he was faced with fraudulent activities and then the possibility of an extended inquiry with his time into Zimbabwe. Uh, Swango then was like, well. They got me, gal. They got me, gal. Honestly, they got me, gal. Like, that's what it was. Swango pleaded guilty to defrauding the government in 1998. March of 1998. So. 
Oh my god, about the same time. Yeah. So, July of 1998, he was sentenced to three and a half years in prison. Just for defrauding the government. <laughs> that, that was it. Uh, what else, honey? Yes. So, the sentencing judge uh, ordered that Swango should not be allowed to prepare or deliver any food. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> uh, or... Have any involvement in preparing or disturbing drugs? Or I'm sorry, distributing drugs. Uh, although the FBI, the VA, and the prosecutors for the Eastern District of New York were convinced that Swango was a serial killer, they knew that it would be difficult to prove beyond a reasonable doubt yes. that he was a serial killer. They also knew they had a limited amount of time to amass that proof. Federal inmates must serve at least 85% of their sentences before being eligible for time off with good behavior meaning that they likely only had three years to prove that Swango was indeed a murderer. So, they feared that it would take, uh, I'm sorry, they feared that they couldn't get evidence to keep Swango behind bars. Uh, he was likely to kill again, uh, though um, one of the the deans, the, the, one of the deans that got that had to resign uh, had effectively blacklisted Swango from the entire medical profession, as I said earlier. But not in other countries, bitch. That's in the United States. You blocked it with, with all the medical schools within the United States. And oh, all the shit. Are the, you about to tell me that he's going to keep on going? Bandage. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Somebody get this fucker. So, that's, he went to the fucking Zimbabwe and killed we don't know how many people and we will never know how many people because we don't have an accurate because he, he was serving in underprivileged communities so so it was like yeah take this it'll be fine and they're like we will, okay and, and then they died and they had their their rituals or whatever their ritual burials that took these people into to burials and a lot of these these communities that are much different spiritually than than we are in the united states will never allow for a body to be exhumed so some of these bodies we will never be able to test or see or know because if you dig up a body in a lot of different cultures, that is like the ultimate sacrilege. sin. That that's sacrilege. You you can't do that. So like while we're exhuming bodies here in America for for criminal cases, there's a certain point that like certain um, uh, uh, cultural societies will not allow that. Period. Period, sis. You know what I'm saying? So, we don't know what happened in other countries. So, the government used this time, the three years that he was in jail for fraudulent activities, to amass a dossier uh, to Swanko's crimes. Uh, as part of that investigation, prosecutors exhumed bodies of three patients in the United States and found poisonous chemicals in them. Uh, they found evidence that Swango paralyzed patient Baron Harris with an injection that was supposedly a sedative. The sedative caused him to lapse into a coma, and then Harris died on November 9th of 1993. Additionally, prosecutors found evidence that Swango lied about the death of Cynthia Ann McGee, a patient who he had treated during his internship at The Ohio State University. Uh, Swango claimed that he had suffered uh, a heart failure. The, the patient had suffered uh, heart failure. Uh, then he had killed her by giving her a potassium injection that had stopped her heart. Um, so, yeah. Uh, on July 11th of 2000, uh, less than a week before he was due to be released from prison on fraudulent charges, 
the federal federal prosecutors on Long Island filed a criminal complaint charging Swango with three counts of murder, one count of assault, and one count each of false statements, mail fraud, and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. At the same time, Zimbabwean authorities charged him with poisoning seven patients, five of which who died. A week before the indictment was handed up, FBI agents interviewed Swango in prison. They told him on the day that he was due to be released, he would be extradited to Zimbabwe to face charges of murder and attempted murder. Ooh, I wish they would have tried him there. Exactly. So, knowing that he would have likely faced the death penalty in crimes in Zimbabwe, Swango was like, let's do a plea. <laughs> let's figure out this plea. So, eventually, prosecutors agreed to take the death penalty and extradition off the table, unfortunately, um, in return for Swango accepting the sentence of life in prison without parole. Swango was formally indicted on July 17th of 2000 and pleaded guilt. Uh, I'm sorry, pleaded not guilty. Uh, on September 6th, he pleaded guilty of three murder. I'm sorry, three counts of murder, as well as counts of wire fraud and mail fraud before the judge Jacob Mishler. Uh, he had not done. Had he not done so, he would have faced the possibility of the death penalty in both countries. Uh, at his sentencing hearing swango admitted to causing three murders lying about his role in causing a fourth death and lying about uh, his 1985 conviction prosecutors read lurid passages from swango's notebook describing the joy he felt during his crimes judge mishler sentenced swango to three consecutive terms of life without parole and he was incarcerated in the adx florence uh, facility near florence colorado uh, he was sent to ADX at his own request because he had been stabbed by another inmate, 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 uh, inmate, while serving time for lying uh, to the Veterans Affairs, uh, and feared he would be attacked again if he were placed in a general population. So, in a book called *The Blind Eye*, uh, a Quincy medical staff native named James B. Stewart estimated the counting of the suspicion death. Uh, suspicious deaths at uh, the university were circ circumstantial evidence links towards Swango were about 35 suspicious deaths. Um, the FBI believes that he may have been responsible for as many 60 deaths, uh, which would make him one of the most prolific serial killers in American history. So he killed people in the United States, lost people in the United States, killed people in Zimbabwe, possibly Namibia and Gambia. Or what, what was the other country? I'm sorry. Namibia. No. No, no. Gambia, Namibia, and Z Zambia. I thought, yeah, I thought Zambia. No. What? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, three countries in South Africa, South, South Central Africa. Uh, and then he was trying to go to Saudi Arabia to do the same thing. So... Uh, a bastard? Yeah. A, a, a fucking bitch. Yeah. Uh, so, they did catch him. <laughs> Plot Thank twist. God. When when you were like, oh, they're not going to catch him. Well, no. Uh, no I knew uh, they'd get him eventually, but... I, I, I wrote... Always, how long does he... I know. Does it take? I wrote the, this whole story on that whole premise that we weren't going to get to a, a point. And, like, you, you, it was a question. Like, where, where are we going to catch him? Where are we going to catch him? You know? Um, there were multiple points and that, that's what makes me so mad is that he literally killed people, uh, in medical school. 
While he was in medical school, he killed people. And Which, pe- you think people would be like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you can't be a doctor because you literally just killed people. You're working in a, in a fucking ambulance and you had a high, high amount of people who have died. While you're working in the ambulance to be a doctor. While you're already not doing good as a doctor. And the dean of medical school says you're not doing good as a doctor. So that might might be uh, a signal. No, maybe. A signal, uh, a, like sign, a sign. Uh, 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 a sign from above, saying, like, as Lady Gaga says. Get the fuck out. <laughs> get the fuck out. Anyway. It's, it's a sign from above. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm doing medical serial killers right now. So if you have a medical serial killer that you're interested in that I have not talked about yet, uh, let me know. But please still get your COVID test because Always. not all doctors are like that. It's yeah. usually just like a one out of 10,000. Oh, well, yeah. But I also need like four. So Well, <laughs> over how many years? A mm. hundred. Anyways, get your COVID <laughs> test. Uh, things are going to be good. We love it. Um, thank you, everyone, for wishing me a happy wedding, because I know you did. Um, He's talked about it multiple times. Uh, he, he wants to make sure that anyone who listens on Sunday... It's like, my special my, day! My <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. We hope yeah. you enjoy talking. Talk, Nobody talk to us. us. We, nope. listening, listening, listening to, to us. No one talked to us. Uh, today. And I just want to tell you a little bit about Economy Works. Do you have the... I do. Okay. So, of course, we would love to thank our sponsor, Economy yes! Works. A freelance talent network that helps connect professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help with writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, managing your social media platforms, EconomyWorks has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. EconomyWorks. When we work, the economy economy works! works! Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S.com. EconomyWorks. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'd also like to thank our uh, sister podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about gay stuff. stuff. Uh, Let's talk about gay stuff brings you all the LGBT history on all the important issues and all of the things, honey. Culture, mama, culture. Uh, also, I shared something from LTags today, actually, uh, on my Instagram, and I had a friend that was like, Mammy, Mammy, ma'am, I did not, <laughs> it was Mammy, ma'am, was illegal to say, I actually. didn't, yeah, I did not know that, and I was like, bitch. Aren't you actually going to um, be a special guest I was host? going to mention that, but since you mentioned that. Tell us about it, honey. I tell you that. So I'm very excited because in the next couple of weeks i will be a special guest on l tags so if you want to hear me pop in with l tags and be like hey girl what's up let me tell you about some things uh you should definitely listen to let's uh talk about gay stuff where also where? dusty uh who is a frequent listener of a podcast would also be a guest star on our podcast or on their podcast i'm sorry on l tags podcast so yeah so um 
take a listen. That's Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Let's talk about gay stuff at letstalkaboutgaystuff.com. Let's talk about gay stuff on Facebook and Instagram. Talk gay stuff on Twitter. And you can always send them an email mm-hmm. at letstalkaboutgaystuff at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Of course, as we mentioned earlier, we love drag. You love drag. Why don't you take a listen to our podcast about... You're listening because you like gay people. Or yeah, you... about gay stuff. Um, <gasps> call back. Um, <laughs> uh, gay stuff specifically involving drag queens. So you should take a listen to our Rupee podcast. Our Rupee podcast covers all of the latest drag televised drag tea, hunty. Um, and oh my the... god, sorry, related but also unrelated but also related. I saw like a Mexico's drag race season three mm-hmm. that just finished. Season three. I, 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 I can't pull it up. It was like la something. Well, hold on. And it it was season three just finished, and there was all sorts of like drag fans that were all, it's on Drag Race Wiki. Girl, that is the Selena series, and I don't like keeping talking I, about Selena like that. Oh, Selena won. She won all three seasons. <laughs> she has a new series on Netflix. She's here. She's here. She's, she's still with us. Um, Yeah. So they just had a winner last night or the La night before. Mastoragas, the most drag. Yes. Mexico's first drag reality show. Yes, but mm. apparently season three is apparently part of the Drag Race canon, maybe? And I was so... Because Drag Race Wiki had not reported about Drag Race... Uh, 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 what'd you say? La, La Mastragas? La Mastragas. Uh, it did not report much on season one or season two. And I was like... Mama, this is Thailand all over again. Exactly. It's like now we have three of like Mexico's drag race, and like we we haven't we didn't hear anything about it. Like where is this coming from, Mama? We are creative and chingona. Yeah, says Mexico's current wearer of the crown, Deborah La Grande. There is no comparison to our country's drag queens. Hmm. Mm. I know what I'm watching this evening. Here you go. <laughs> So, if you want to listen to uh, Drag Racing's our review podcast, uh, but also you are listening to our spoopy podcast, and I'm glad you made it here. We, yo, um, there's a lot. Kisses and love to kisses. all of our fans. Woo! What happened? We should probably tell them to get, get spoopy, spoopy with it. it.